following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, September 4th, 2022, on the basis of Luke 14, verses 1 and 7 through 14. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. It's important to know etiquette. Important enough that in college it was required that I took a one-night course on fine dining etiquette. I thought it was a little ridiculous that I had to schedule a whole night out of my time to learn how to eat with my mouth closed, to keep my elbows off the table and be polite. But as it turns out, there is a lot more to fine dining than simply having good manners. There's a lot of rules, actually. Where to place your napkin, which silverware to use with which food and when, which glass to use with which drink, what each plate is for. There's even gestures to show that you're ready for the next course. Yeah, I thought it was a little ridiculous, but it turns out that if you want to have good etiquette, you kind of need to know the rules. Now these rules might seem necessary, at least during class. I, I, did, I did them so I would pass the class, but at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world if you don't know proper fine dining etiquette. I don't think anybody's going to make a big fuss if you use the salad fork for the main course or the water glass for the wine. In today's gospel lesson, in today's gospel, Jesus gives us a lesson on dining etiquette. But his words have to do with a lot more than manners. Now, Jesus was willing to stop an entire meal to talk about something much more serious. Jesus had some harsh words that would have upset the people he was talking to and would have made the entire meal uncomfortable for everybody there. That's because Jesus was concerned about far more than etiquette. No, Jesus was concerned about a much bigger problem, a much more serious issue. The problem of the human heart. Our sinful pride. Our desire to receive recognition and honor from other people. Now, Jesus' words wound us. But just like last week, Jesus' wound, words wound us in order to heal us. His words cut us to the heart in order to cure it. And that's what we see in today's gospel as Jesus gives us a lesson in etiquette. Pride is a hard sin to struggle against. It's hard because, frankly, it is nice to be noticed. It's nice to be honored. So when we look back 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was walking the earth, it really is of no surprise when we see these dinner guests clamoring for a seat of honor. In fact, as a fly on the wall, I imagine it would probably be, probably be quite comical, especially if it was anything like the video that we saw this morning in the children's video. But it would be comical not because necessarily that it was actually funny. It would be more comical because it's something that we can all relate to. For me, I think of a teammate that I had in football a while back when I was just starting out with the sport. 
after every single play, it would seem he would get up off the ground and just pump his chest, flex on somebody. And the play would actually be made like uh, 10 yards away from him. He had nothing to do with it. Now I find that pretty comical, but at the time, nothing made me angrier. Maybe you can think of someone or some situation in your life where somebody elevates themselves in front of others. Maybe it's a coworker who is scrambling for that promotion. Maybe it's a friend who only does things that are cool, even if that's not who he is. He just wants to appear cool in other people's eyes. I'm sure we can all think of well, basically any politician who says things that people want to hear, but then never follows through on his promises or her promises. No, the world really hasn't changed, has it? Still today, everybody is clamoring for a place of honor. Still today, everybody wants to be noticed. And yet, I feel like we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't take a look at ourselves and say, I don't do that. There's no time in my life where I don't do that exact same thing. Pride is a hard sin because it's so easy to diagnose to other people, but it's so hard to diagnose for yourself. And truly, it might seem that way, like we deserve a place of honor, we deserve to be noticed. You work with your nose to the grindstone all day at work, and yet somebody who just sucks up to the boss gets a promotion. You make sacrifices and put in so much effort for your family. It would be nice if you got noticed for that, thanked, appreciated for that every now and then. You dedicate so much time, service, and money to the church, and it's tempting to think that, God, I should get a little something back. I should be noticed. I should get some blessings for this. Yeah, it's hard not to feel that way, and sometimes we don't even realize it. Surely we should be noticed. Surely we should receive some sort of recognition for all this honest work that we put in. But what does Jesus say? When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. Why? Because a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. Yeah, there might be times where we think that it is necessary to show some pride. Maybe if I just brag a little bit, then my coach or my boss will realize all the hard work that I've been putting in and I'll get the promotion or I'll get the starting job. Maybe if I just tell my family all the sacrifices that I am making for them, then I will receive a little recognition. I'll receive a little appreciation, maybe. Maybe a thank you even every now and then. Maybe, just maybe, if I give more to church, if I dedicate more time, then God will give me more blessings. But what does Jesus say? Jesus tells us, no. Because guess what? You're not the hot shot in town, at least not all the time. 
There's always going to be somebody that comes along that's a little better than you. It's nice to be noticed, yes. But when we put so much effort and so much time into elevating ourselves and putting ourselves on a pedestal, we really do fall into danger of getting knocked off that pedestal and being put to shame. It's a hard truth. And just not like last week where the message is only for some, some of the first will be last and some of the last will be first. No, this message is for everybody. It's airtight. There is nobody on this earth that is so good at something that they can elevate themselves and look down on others without eventually being put to shame. I can think of maybe a few examples. And maybe you've experienced this being put to shame yourself. You work so hard at work, you make so many, or you make the company so much more efficient, and yet somebody else comes along and you get asked, we're gonna actually reassign you, because somebody just came in and they know what they're doing. You make so much effort and you put in so many sacrifices for your family, and yet there just seems to be some other parent at school that just does a little more. At least on the surface, they seem to be the best parent in town. You put in so much time, effort, and energy. You give to the church until it hurts. Yet somebody always seems to have more time on their hands. Serve the church more. Write a bigger check. Maybe it's none of those things, but the message remains clear. When we grab honor for ourselves, when we see our place at a place of honor, somebody's going to come along and we're going to get told to move. Jesus' words make us take a look at ourselves. Jesus' words make us take a look at our sinful pride. And we see that all, far too often we take too much credit. Far too often we place ourselves in a seat of honor. And Jesus' advice, don't seat yourself. There's no need. And you think with these harsh words that Jesus calling us out on our pride, something that we don't like to admit to ourselves, that he'd be done, that he'd say, all right, that's enough for today. Heal up a little bit, recover, I'll come back tomorrow. But no, Jesus digs in deeper. He flips the coin and goes from talking to the guests to the host. And this is what he says. When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. It's easy to do things for people that can return the favor. But what about when they can't? Or what about when they don't? It is easy to do things in acts of service when you expect to be repaid. But Jesus shows us that this false humility is only going to lead to frustration. Is it frustrating when you seem to be the only person that's ever there for anybody else? Is it frustrating when nobody seems to be there for you? 
Is it frustrating when you s continuously seem to be inviting people over for parties, paying for the bill, and reaching out to others? You never get a text. You never get fed. You never get invited. I get frustrated by that. But then I think, would I have that same frustration if I fed a homeless person a meal? Would I have that same frustration if I was pen pals with an inmate? Would I have that same frustration if I invited somebody who had just moved to town over to my house? You see, Jesus' focus is not on inviting family and friends versus the poor and broken. Jesus' focus is on the attitude that we have when we are serving others. Jesus' second piece of advice on etiquette, don't expect to get your money's worth. If I asked you if you like somebody who's super arrogant and always claiming accolades for themselves, or if you like somebody who only did things to make their social standing higher or get favors in return, I don't think only people at church would answer, no, I don't like those kind of people. It's kind of a universal answer. No, I don't like that. And yet, sometimes people's arrogance, sometimes people's pride, them bragging to their boss, it gets them where they want to be. Sometimes people invite people over, or do things for others, and return for a favor only, and they get that favor. Sometimes we are that person and we don't even notice. People don't notice the person that's arrogant all the time. People don't notice the person that does things for favors all the time. And we don't even notice ourselves doing that. We don't notice our own pride. But there is somebody who always notices. Jesus noticed. Jesus noticed that the guests were clamoring for a place of honor. Jesus noticed that the host was only inviting himself in order to be repaid. And Jesus notices our pride and our selfish behavior. When it comes to being prideful over others, when it comes to thinking about others, it's easy to think that we deserve a place of honor. It's easy to think that we are better than others. But as Christians, when it comes to standing before God, we know all too well the place that we deserve. We know all too well that we, what we deserve, and that is death, and that is hell. Jesus noticed, but Jesus didn't just notice. No, Jesus noticed, and he said something about it. Jesus said something when he did not have to. Remember the setting that Jesus was in? The first verse of the gospel for today, Luke tells us that all eyes were on Jesus. At a prominent meal, no less. If Jesus wanted to, he could have elevated himself. He could have made himself the biggest deal in town. Everybody could have looked up to him. Everybody that was important. Everybody that had authority. Everybody that was popular would have looked at Jesus and said, I want to be like that guy. But instead, Jesus practiced what he preaches. Jesus 
brought a halt to the meal. In fact, Jesus' steadfast refusal to appease anyone, to please anyone, led to anybody who had any type of authority, power, or influence to want him dead on a cross. And Jesus let it happen. Jesus was willing to humble himself to say something out of his love for you and for me. Jesus was willing to humble himself so that all our selfish pride, all our selfish behavior, that we can't pay back. Jesus is willing to pay the ultimate price of death and hell so that we wouldn't have to pay it ourselves. And by Jesus' blood that he shed on the cross, we have forgiveness of sins. We have eternal life. Today's words, we heard a warning. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. But we also heard a promise. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. And that promise is airtight too. And it's for everyone, including Jesus. Jesus humbled himself, yes, but he was not worried about his exaltation. He was not worried about his resurrection. He was not worried about his ascension. He was not worried about his coronation at the right hand of God. Because Jesus had a perfect trust in his perfect Father. In that same way, we do not have to worry about our exaltation. We don't have to worry about our seat of honor at the heavenly banquet. Because we have a Savior who says to us, My friend, move up to a better place. We have a Savior who did everything for us. So, don't worry about where you'll sit. Don't worry about your honor. That is not your concern. What is your concern? Act in humble service, because you have a Savior who humbled himself for you. And no, we may not get paid back for it here on earth, but we, we will receive, oh, so much more when we are seated with honor at Jesus' side. Amen. Amen.